In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign. And yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hi everyone. Welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern, everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we did another nostalgia pick. We watched 1987's Overboard. We finally tricked Serena into watching it. We did it. We did it. It's a trap. It was a trap. (laughs) Uh, She's even quoting Star Wars. Do you even know that you're quoting Star Wars? (laughs) I'm quoting Peter, who is quoting Star Wars in February. (laughs) Who's which I'm also proud of. I'm, I'm also very proud that she's doing that. So it's totally fine. Uh, directed by Gary Marshall, written by Leslie Dixon, period. Not based on anything, not a second writer. What? There is what? one writer, guys. I know. I'm going to have to research her to see if she's done anything else. Yeah. Yep. Starring Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, Edward Herman, Mike Haggerty, Catherine Hellman, and Roddy McDowell. Quick synopsis, Tracy, go. Oh, goodness. Okay. I mean, this movie is just... Like part it. of your um, blood at this point it is <laughs> um <It's your> blood <laughs> so we have goldie hahn who's a rich hoity-toity living on a yacht with her rich husband boyfriend something husband. you know and she needs she has an emergency carpentry issue and it enters um kurt russell who's there to fix her closet she needs it redone and we see a look into her life where she just treats other people like crap and she's just not a nice person and ends up not liking the closet and it's a beautifully like anyway and she literally kicks him off the boat like throws him off the boat into the water and along with his tools and doesn't pay him for the job so he's out the the money the tools everything that's 600 bucks lady yeah, go fast forward. She is out on the like the the end of the the boat and falls off later that night into the water. And she's picked up by a fishing boat. And we learned that she has now lost her memory, so she has no idea who she is. So they run a news report about her to see if anybody recognizes her. And of course, her husband is like, um, "I don't want to deal with her. I want to party and have fun. So I'm going to just leave her in the psych ward." And Kurt Russell, Dean, sees the report as well and knows that she has amnesia. So he comes up with this scheme to use her as basically a, a maid and a babysitter to earn back the $600 that she owed him in the first place, like just to trick her. Um, by, by making her think she's his wife. His, his wife. wife, yes. Right. So hijinks ensues as we go on and she believes that she's the the wife and mother of these kids and she kind of learns how to be a normal person they fall in love the end and she fall in love she is turns out she's the rich one so it's they get all the money at the end too so yeah Yeah. good times so it was it's simple plot it was you know but it's just it's fun i like it she says as if we didn't like it (laughs) It's, I, it's it's a classic. It's a cla- it's like it one is. of those movies that are always on TV. It's great. It's got good lines. It's a simple plot. So like 
you can start in the middle of it and you still know what's going on. You know, it, it's on TV so often to the point where we watched it on DVD and about five minutes in, I turned to Tracy and was like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever seen the uncut version of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, good job. Good synopsis, Trey. Um, so obviously I've seen it a million times. Tracy, you've seen it a million times. Serena. As your first We've told time her it. to watch it a million times. Yeah, I've I have I was instructed like multiple, like at least 10 to 15 yes. times to watch this movie as you guys constantly quote it or reference it and falsetto child. <laughs> and I'm just like, now I can finally get half the jokes. Okay. It was hilarious. I can't yeah. believe I've never seen it. I don't know how I've never seen it, but well, I mean, it was- Goldie Hawn is hilarious. She's great. And her and Kurt Russell just, they have great chemistry. They're Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is Santa and his wife. Yeah. Um, even be- beyond just the fact that Tracy and I talk about it and bring it up all the time. I knew we knew it was going to be up your alley, Serena, because it was it's just that quintessential rom-com. They have such good chemistry, like you guys were just saying. And mm-hmm. we've seen a Goldie Hawn. We've seen mm-hmm. a Kurt Russell. You, we knew that you liked both of them. And sure so do. we got to see them together. I did a deep dive on the interwebs and uh, the first time, I don't know if that was a, was that when we watched the used cars or when we watched the uh, Sugarland Express? I can't remember. I did a deep dive and I was like, I'm obsessed with these two. I mean, they're <laughs> like, like, you know, oldie locks now, but I think we, I think we watched used cars before we watched Sugarland Express, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. remember when I did the deep dive though, but then I was like, wait, they're together. They've been together all this time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Years. epic. Yeah. Epic, epic love story. You don't get a lot of that in Hollywood. No, no, never. It's like so rare. All right. Well, let's jump right into the questions then. Top of the marquee. What was everyone's favorite part? Uh, Serena, I'm going to have you go first. Thanks. Appreciate that because yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Tracy's going to steal mine. As well, she- I see Tracy struggling over there. So, uh- yep. It's a struggle bus. Well, we've already touched on it, but obviously the chemistry between Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the story, the plot, the storyline. That's definitely one of my favorite. The chemistry, the storyline. Th- those are usually my top two on a favorite movie. And this it's will be classic a soap opera amnesia. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's high and it's hijinks without over the top being over the top. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. hijinks movies that we get now are just so over so over the top well it wasn't like yeah it wasn't crazy complicated either like some movies you just can't follow and this is late 80s like i'm surprised i feel like i don't know for the time i was impressed i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it good i mean that that's all it's everybody's favorite part for this movie i mean it's part of the reason why this movie has stood the test of time is their chemistry is just oh you can see it's so good it Mm -hmm. just jumps off the screen yeah, I love it. I did not even recognize her at first when she stepped on the scene because she had that crazy tight pony. Mm-hmm. And when we watched Sugarland Express, um, that was maybe 10 years prior. She looks still still looked amazing. 15, but I was yeah. 15. Wow. Okay. So she still looked awesome, but I just was like, wait a minute, is that Goldie Hawn? <laughs> it took me a minute. And then I was just like, of course, you know, uh, her outfits. Oh, those were nice. I, I want to add that to my favorite part. Some of it was like 80s, very 80s, but yeah. Though I do love the flowiness of the golden dress at the end when she runs onto deck. Oh my God, I love it. It's so mm. flowy. That is one of like a, that's like a classic line dress. Whereas the other ones were like 
over like be- over bedazzled and over the jacket over the stuff. bathing suit at the beginning. Oh, my is, God. Oh, yeah. So I want to br- I want to bring I want to bring that back. That, I was going to say that actually is like a statement piece. But yeah, right. <laughs> Tracy, do you want to give your part? Do you want me to go to save you? Sure. Um, It was hard because I just love this movie. But I think my favorite part has always been the Arturo and Katarina story. Arturo! Katarina <laughs> and how they they reenact it and just like I think that when he's when he takes her out for her quote unquote birthday and they they have like a real moment of that that's when they fell in love I think because mm-hmm. he was like oh yeah her nice and she had finally relaxed a little bit and the story she's just like that's you know you love things that come back around I do. She does. She really does. It's her. Sh- it's her and it shit. comes back around. Yeah, it and it's like around. romantic and cute. And it comes yep. back around. It's it's everything. All right. What specifically is coming back around? I missed that part. The Arturo and Katarina story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, I knew th- there was so much time spent on telling that story that I knew that it was going to at some you point. You called a bunch of things. I did. You that, yeah. I did. I was proud of myself. Good job, I did good. We're I very did good. proud of you. I know. I I, well, I would say something, and then I'd look over at the couch at you two, and I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, yeah, you kept anything. predicting. We did not nothing. Just You guys were just like, yeah, stone cold Steve Austin over there. Well, <laughs> okay, so it was. So you were predicting how it was going to come out, that how she was going to figure out the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that is something that I always noticed in this movie is that it happens very it's a very subdued moment I feel like I feel like uh, the writer like try to you know held back on trying to make it like this big dramatic moment it was just very like oh she said hi to Grant she went, went into the house and that was it like it took know? me a second to even catch it I was like wait guys guys she knows his name yeah, yeah. well that yeah. was yeah that's her real realization too that slow, that slow, like, oh, this is normal. I'm doing this. And then it was, oh, it was like he triggered it. Yeah. Right. Speaking of that scene where she kind of, you know, realizes it and has that, she kind of has a really long monologue. She has that entire scene, barely any other characters speak. She has it the whole time. Yeah. I like um, that. that leads me to my favorite part, which is Goldie Hawn's performance. Um, yes. Because I think she is a very strong very strong actress and it goes back to the idea that comedians comedians have to be almost better actors than yes. dramatic actors because yes. they have to be able to you know span the divide yeah and especially in comparison not that kurt russell's a bad actor but in comparison to the fact that every movie i see kurt russell in he's the exact same character yeah i just just a couple of weeks ago i saw the thing exact same character yeah great movie exact same character yeah so, love him Right. But he's, all he's doing is playing Kurt Russell. Right, exactly. Yeah. But Goldie Hawn, she is completely different character than when we saw her in Sugarland Express. Or Oh my gosh, know, yeah. It's just... Yeah, but even in this movie, she's a completely different character from when we first meet her exactly. till later on. Exactly. Like, Joanna versus even... Annie. And that scene when she, when she regains her memory, she has to kind of meet those two characters in the middle somehow, yep. which is very impressive. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her performance, I really, I really think takes the cake. She's yes. a good actress, and I would definitely watch other older slash classics if I saw that she was, you know, a lead in that. Just, yeah, I would watch it for her because mm-hmm. I, well, I have yet to see anything bad by Goldie Hawn. Great favorite part, guys. 
great favorite parts. Okay, let's jump into Wheel of Questions. Wheel of Questions! Questions! We're going to be famous. We're going to be famous. All right. Who would we be if we were cast in this movie? I'm going to go first and let you guys take a minute. Okay. If you guys aren't quite 100% ready. I'm ready. I, okay. I have stuff and I'm not um, fully convinced on it, but you guys go ahead. I don't love my answers, but we're going to we're going to go with it. Um, first off, I am Andrew. <laughs> I yep. almost picked that. <laughs> I almost picked that. You know why you're Andrew is because in Prince and the Showgirl, you're the the butler in that one. Yep. And I think in My Man Godfrey, I think you're the butler in that one too. <laughs> oh my god. I am I will do my job and I will stay quiet, but if you ask for my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. Yep. I almost picked mm-hmm. Andrew for you and I want to change to that, but anyways, continue. <laughs> um Tracy I have as Billy because okay. he was that ride and die almost, ride or die friend. friend I almost yep. picked that too. He'll lie for for Dean. He will, you know, fake the pictures even at the end when Dean was like, "No, I'm going to tell her the truth." He's like, "No, no. No. <laughs> I I'm no. No. <laughs> ride or die." And Serena, I put you as Annie, not Joanna. Annie. Yeah. There's a difference. Sign- there is a difference. difference. Yes. Um, and really, it comes down to the fact that she became so um, protective and maternal at the, you know, of, of the boys. Yeah. Um, and very, she whipped I'm them very... into shape, too. Yeah. So you picked me. I picked me the same for those same reasons. Nice. So I picked Good. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Who else? Who else do you have? Betsy, I put you as the captain. Okay, because you run the show. Um, if I was the, the captain, nobody would have even gotten on that deck. But that's yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I kind of was like, you know what? She's kind of a captain of this podcast. So, um, and then for oh, I put Tracy as Edith, the mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know is why. Because, yeah. Is it because he has? She has like a dog in her lap. Maybe, maybe that's why. Andrew, and she's like, if- I'm sitting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you don't find my daughter and da da da, I'm like, I feel like I can picture she Tracy did. She did tell Grant the business, like you know. Yeah, yeah that is well, because he was bad. out of control. He was on a two month bender with a bunch of uh, hoochie oh, crew. <laughs> Her name was like Tutti Fruity or or something. Yeah, something. Like they were like, yeah. Uh, okay. All okay. Right. Those are good answers. I like it. Are you ready for mine? I don't know. Maybe we are the sunrise report. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) What do you mean? So at the very beginning, the the very local news, very local family run news station, like probably only has like a mile radius of the people who get this. It's K.R.A.B. Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. The crab. So I didn't even grab their names. And I think one doesn't even have a line, but you've got life is Rose. Maybe you've got the anchor who is Betsy running the show, you know, is reporting the news. Got it. Got it all down. She's the one at one of the station. And then you've got the I think is it the wife who's the reporter? Yeah. Okay. So that's Serena. Actually, I I feel like we all kind of are all of them, but Mm-hmm. Serena will be the I just even said Serena McNeil she's reporting you know 
Mm-hmm. So she's the one reporting. And then there's this like cute little awkward, like talking to the fisherman. Anyway, it's a cute little scene. And the one who doesn't have any lines, but I think is me is the photographer. Okay. So she's got literally three cameras strapped around her and she's just snapping pictures. Like she's there. Doing she, a has job. One job and she has she's one job and it. she's doing it. Yeah, she was crushing the photography. And, and I can just imagine because I actually am not like, a, like, I don't have an eye for photography. I, I think I do, but I really don't. All of the pictures that she takes of Goldie Hawn. It's Goldie Hawn. She's a gorgeous person. They're horrible, horrible <laughs> mug shots. But, okay, good. Wow. All right. All good I like that. Guys. That might. I think I, Trace. Not not to pick favorites, Betsy, but I like Tracy's answer the best. <laughs> no, that's. I fair. think it's like the totally most fair. fitting. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what movies that we've reviewed does this remind us of? I mean, obviously, obviously, used cars. He is the same character. He is the same character. Um, but other than that. Okay, so I think the reason that we've discussed this movie so much, other than we just like this movie, is the the psychologist on the boat trope. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. So you've got that in the most dangerous game, Night Watch, Cat People. Yeah. Am I missing any others? Those are the ones that popped in my head. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait, say it again. Cat People. Night Watch and the most dangerous game and the most dangerous game different, obviously different plot, but it's the same beginning where you have bored, rich people. Yeah. The mm-hmm. same with um, my man, Godfrey bored, rich people. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, um, you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. That actually you have. It's, got the it's exact not so same much vibe. It's not so much rich to poor, but it's it's realizing how much like work has to go into being like a, a normal life type thing. Another one just popped into my head. Shop around the corner. Oh, yeah. Because it's the whole he's manipulating her in the, in, you know, in the mm. relationship. Yep. And then there's the reveal. So I, I wrote gaslight question mark. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. he is kind of manipulating her. And we might want to discuss that a little bit further. Right. So, like, I mean, the word problematic comes up with this plot line yeah you know it it is kidnapping it is brainwashing in a weird way and Mm -hmm. manipulation and gaslighting and but the for whatever reason we don't really question it that much and I don't know if it's because it's the nostalgia factor or because they work very hard at making sure we know he's a good guy yeah so even though she's she doesn't you know she's been being manipulated we're like oh you know he'll he'll make it right right like 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 he has it Billy is like, oh, you're gonna take advantage of that, and he's like, no, yeah, right. That's not what this is. You know what I mean? Like, but then I feel like they kind of fell in love naturally. Like that part, I right. know, I know that scene where we're all like, oh, do we? Right. So but, they get together, um, but it's like almost it's like after it- they fell in love. But the question remains: Would she have fallen for him? Right, knowing that they weren't already quote unquote married. Yeah. Has anybody know. seen the remake of it? No, I want to watch it though. I think I've seen most of it. It's, I hear it's not good. Yeah, um, and I like I like the actors in it or whatever. Um, but it goes, Bets. You had described this movie earlier as like a rom com or having hijinks without going like over, 
without Over- going overboard, overboard. <laughs> um, where I think the new overboard and I, I don't really remember it all that well. I feel like it's it's more of a kid movie and it's, it's Anna Ferris's comedy is very over the top, very yeah. slapstick, very accentuated. Yeah. Um, and I assume that that's what this com this is that type of comedy. Cause I, I cause remember. I've seen the actor in, in some movies too. And he has that same style of over the top comedy. So I'm sure that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I just, when, when, when the focus is more on the comedy than the romance in a rom-com, it just mm. is not as compelling. It, take, it kind of yeah. takes away from the, the romance portion of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, it be, it's because it does focus on the comedy instead of the story. Right. Yeah. And right. things should be funny because of the story, not let's be funny and make a story out of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ladies, please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. How does this film hold up? I feel like we already answered. Yeah, <laughs> we have been talking. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the actors and then the time period it was placed in just makes it so it does stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the plot line and the acting. I, I think if there was anyone else doing this movie, I don't I don't know if it would hold up. I don't know. I think if you could find two people with good chemistry, they could do it. But we love Goldie. Hall. I know. Oh, I can't picture it with without them. It's my favorite. Yeah, so that's good. my could you even. But. Okay, then. So we'll just jump into the next section, which I also think is not going to be much of an answer for, which is boom, we fixed it. <sighs> because the remake did not fix it. No, it no, didn't. It, I keep hearing I, somebody else said that it wasn't good. Maybe it was. This is one of those rare instances where I think it needs to stay in 1987. They shouldn't try to yep. do a remake yeah. again. I mean, they already did try yeah. to do a remake and it didn't work. It belongs in 1987. I have an unusual answer to this. So you know how in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, your fix it or your question bets was to kind of tell it from Kenny's perspective. Mm -hmm. This movie is kind of Kenny's perspective. You see Goldie Hawn at the homestead fixing things and Mm -hmm, dealing with the kids and that kind of thing. So this is that point of view. Mm -hmm. So you are absolutely right. So it already fixed itself. It It already fixed fixed itself. itself. Yeah. It fixed itself. Yep. Yeah. I, um, okay. So we talked about this yesterday. I, what I would like to see nowadays is Kate Hudson should have been been in the remake. Yeah. As much as I love Anna Faris, Kate Hudson definitely should have been in the remake. And they should have, you know, they would do homages to the original and have fun with it. Yeah. Or, it would it should have been like a sequel where one of the boys was an adult and doing a similar scenario or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But um, Hollywood doesn't ask our opinions. No. So they should. They, they should. sure should. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go through quotes, guys. What was everyone's favorite quotes? Because I mean classic quotes. What what which was one that you wrote uh, down, Serena? How can you have your period every week? <laughs> yes. I, like she just doesn't want anything to do with him. I, I found so we had the closed captions on as we normally do, but I don't think I had ever watched this movie with closed captions on. And I want to say I picked up more dialogue than I normally would have 
because it was catching like things that were happening off screen and stuff. And I was, they were, yeah, I didn't write any of them down, but there were a couple of lines. I was like, oh, that was funny, <laughs> but it wasn't Betsy. the point of the scene. Betsy, <laughs> don't you realize these children are covered head to toe in poison oak? <laughs> I feel like we could do this. We could do a couple scenes of this movie and I could totally play Annie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could, I could nail that. Yeah. Going off, I know we're in quotes, but going off that quote, she's talking to the teacher so again, I, oh, I, don't I love know, that. I don't know how many times I've watched this movie, like count, countless times. Like I have a friend who will text me whenever it's on TBS to be like, overboard's on because she yeah. knows that I'll just watch it. <laughs> again, I was today years old. <laughs> I thought the woman who was leaving the, the house at the beginning was like a babysitter or something that he had hired to watch the kids. And she was yeah. like a nanny. It's She's the, the teacher. teacher. Yeah, that's right. I and I, what universe? You know, and it, maybe it is because of the captions, or maybe I just wasn't like I had never really sat down and paid attention to the movie because she says that she says who she is. Yeah, she says right. she's from the school and everything like that. I just I definitely assumed that it was a baby. It was like a sound of music type thing where the kids were just driving off the next babysitter right like, he oh, can't okay, keep he a babysitter needs- and yeah blah, blah, blah. that's what yeah. i thought too yeah. actually and it's the same teacher as later on and it just i yep <laughs> anyway <laughs> that was my big note just goes I, to show you can rewatch a movie a million times and yep. learn something new every yep. time i i forgot i should have put that in my favorite scenes that scene was pretty uh, ba it was she, you when when she, she tells, like, oh, yeah. tells off the teacher off? yeah yeah um, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's a quote that, um, Annie is, is like complaining about like how bad the boys are, how busy Dean, is, like how rough everything is and how she doesn't like anybody. And Dean just goes, baby, we like you. I know. <laughs> I was like, he was like, so, so cute. They're cute. Um, I want to mention that uh, this was directed by Gary Marshall, which I didn't register until this watch through. And it's directed by Gary Marshall. I was like, oh, okay. Serena, now that I have his stuff up, this is, he, he just does all the rom-coms. So he's directed Pretty Woman, um, uh, Wait, Runaway Bride, Princess Diaries, Raising Helen. He's just, he does all of these like. Which Raising Helen is Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson fish out of water raising children suddenly. That's oh that's true. You know oh, maybe that was and I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um I want to just shout out to Leslie Dixon who was the writer. Um she did Look who's talking now. She was the executive producer Mrs. Doubtfire. She was the writer. I'm obsessed um, with both of those. She wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. Interesting. Okay. Yep. She also wrote Pay It Forward, Freaky Friday, um, a bunch of others. Um, but she also did the screenplay for the Overboard 2018. So that's interesting. I, I would mm. I would be interested to watch it again. And I'm sure. Was she the sole writer on it? No, she wasn't. There was two other men. There we go. Um, so, um, I don't know why, but my favorite moment of the entire movie 
is when she's handed a beer after oh, she's yeah. back to being Joanna again. She's handed a beer. She pops it on the windowsill, takes yep. a swig and goes, "Ooh, good stuff. It mm-hmm. is just it makes me so happy because mm-hmm. it's just a hilarious juxtaposition. It's an Annie moment in a Joanna setting. And it, it yep, yep. Up. yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's a good I like that scene where that whole scene really is. She has become Annie. Right. In a Joanna world. And yeah, because it, it shows the ridiculous of, of the ridiculousness of her mother, her husband. Exactly. And the psychiatrist. I just that whole scene was so I, I wasn't able to predict any of it. Like it, it was funny and it caught me off guard and, and I was pleasantly amused. So when she turns, when she gets her memory back, and she's like, let me just go in and get my stuff and I'm going to leave. And she realizes that she doesn't have any stuff mm-hmm. and she leaves. But the things that she does take with her is what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. And what she's wearing is the pasta necklace and the wedding ring that she had that Dean had finally given her. And at the end, when she's she hears the, the, the horn, three, the horn, the three beeps of the horn the boat horn. she runs to get something and she grabs the necklace and the ring i the never registered that she grabbed the ring i always thought she just Again, grabbed the necklace yeah um yep and she you know was just that's the she has all this money and that's the only thing she needed the only thing she grabbed and she just jumped into the ocean which it brings brings it all back around because she was looking for her missing wedding ring at yep. the beginning when she for, which is how she in. fell off of them first yep, yep. That is it was beautiful. full circle moment that Symmetrical I Symmetrical just... writing there. You gotta love it. Yeah, that's funny. I just thanks for pointing that out. But all right, does anybody um... have any other notes? Just it's an awesome movie. Everyone should see it. It's just fun. I don't like yeah. I feel like we could talk about it for a long time, but I feel like critically thinking, there's not much to think about. It was a fun film. There's it's no underlying like film. deep thoughts about it. All right. The martini shot. Would you recommend this movie? Of course. How many times have we recommended it to Serena? To Serena. Yes. That yes. clink was a yes. And I don't know if you noticed there was three clinks for the boat coming back for the movie. Oh, Arturo. <laughs> they had to swim. They had to swim hard. Oh my gosh, they did. That was really, that was a real ocean scene. Mm-hmm. And, and she, they put a PFD on her. <laughs> I was like, is she going to jump in in a beautiful golden? Dr- She's going to drown. Somebody get this woman a life jacket. And no sooner did I say it than did. And was it Andrew? Andrew. Andrew yeah. 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 He said he saved the day. She definitely would have died. hundred percent would have drowned. All right. Think. All right. All right. All right. Can we end it like that? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Last thoughts. Watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my please. Rhode Island accent out. Please, please. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house.